and welcome back to another episode of The Yamcast. My name is Erica. I'm Chris. And what we like to do here is we like to talk to young adults and help them through their lives. And we use the Bible and books of the Bible to help us do that. We do. That's our goal. And we accomplish it more often than not. <laughs> but if you hear something or you want to ask a question that we want to we would love to answer it. Mm-hmm. You can reach out to us in a couple different places. Social media. That's at the Yamcast, or you can go yamcastpod at gmail.com. May 2022. Here we go. How was, uh, you had a big birthday yesterday. No. Yes. No. Yes. It was so, a big one. Here's the deal. It was I the had, big one, guys. I had a ton of people text me, happy 50th, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure is Pastor Alex in his hijinks. That's funny. He was giving out donuts to people yesterday, and then they would shortly thereafter come up to me and say, happy 50th. And I was like, I think I know who's doing this to mm. me. Wow. And I had someone else this week tell me, you did go very gray in the last couple of years due to COVID. People are not kind. I don't take them personally, but I, yeah, I am 40. My hair, my hair is gray. You've lived life. Sure. You know, that's one way to looking at it. That's other, what gray hair is about. The other way to look life. at it is I have a lot of people in my life that stress me out. That is another way of looking at I it. I feel like Barack Obama. I feel like one is, wow. <laughs> you start out at your job, super young and hip. Everybody thinks you're great. And then a few years later, people look at you and think, you've got to be 60 years old. And I mean, all, that's, all that's happened is eight years. It, it does that to you. The presidency does that. <laughs> you don't think that's the same thing? I don't think so. I don't think so. But I was just using the last president that had an eight-year term, by the way. That's why. I don't really feel like Barack. He's way cooler than me. <laughs> Super cool. So, yeah. What are you reading these days? I don't have a lot of time to do much of anything, to be honest. So this will be the shortest monthly five ever. So <laughs> I am I'm reading the book of James. Okay. We are doing it um, with my girls group that okay. I have on Wednesdays. And so... That is probably the only thing that I am actually... Re- I mean, last night, I just read three articles about how to get your baby to sleep. That counts. While the baby wasn't sleeping. That counts. Probably not as helpful to some people. But that is that is one thing I was reading late at night. So you're reading the book of James. Yes. And is it inspiring to you? Is it helpful? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the book of James, I find to be extremely practical. Yes. And it's very applicable to anybody. Like it's just. Agreed. And almost every single verse is just chocked full of stuff. So it's been good. I mean, we're only, I've read the whole thing, but we're only a couple verses in and it's still is. Yeah, it's very good. I feel like that's one we should do at some point. I think that is one we're going to do at some point. Oh, spoilers. (laughs) What are you reading? Uh, As usual, I'm reading a bunch of things that nobody cares about. Uh, As usual, yeah. But the one <laughs> thing, kidding. the one thing that I am reading that again, I don't think anyone's going to care about. But it's 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 a nonfiction book, but it's more of a historical, mm. not really biographical, but sort of. It's called Dark Horse, 
and it's by the election of one James A. Garfield. Erica, stay awake, please. Wow. She's already, uh, drowsiness is overcoming her. I can see it. <laughs> no, I'm tired because I don't get a lot of sleep. Sure. Yeah. So. You can say it's the baby. I know that it's just the fact that I brought up a, a historical. Yeah. It's basically a guy who did a bunch of research on newspaper articles and things trying to describe what happened. And it was, it's really a crazy read. Hmm. I'm really enjoying it, but it's a definitely a historical book. It takes me back to when I was in third grade reading the biographies of the presidents on the steps of my uh, hmm. house by myself. And I once learned that Thomas Jefferson read like eight books at a time. So I tried to read eight books at a time and it was really fun. And that was chapter, 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 and then on and on and on until the sun went down. And then I was like, Oh, I almost finished like eight books today. That was awesome. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, but this is about the Republican party fighting with it in itself after Lincoln's assassination, not really knowing what to do and how to make this work. By 1880, which is when this election happened, mm -hmm. there was a major fight happening. And Garfield, during the convention, sort of just made a point to say, I think we should do it this way. And by the end of the convention, they chose him to be the dark wow. horse. So really, I think it would be really interesting. Yeah, I love historical things. It's really so. kind of cool. And he, so he was elected as, mm -hmm. I mean, he was one of the presidents, but he was, yeah. he's famous because he died shortly after getting in office because oh. he was shot, assassinated in 1881 by one. Charles Guiteau, and you know the Guiteau house. You just don't know it that you know really? the Guiteau house. Yeah, because it's here in Freeport. It's a stone building just about a block down from the A&W. So as you're pulling in Galena Street, hmm. they used to have a little sign that said the Guiteau house, mm -hmm. and it's supposedly haunted by him and all these other things. But he shot James A. Garfield. That's, that's oh, one of Freeport's claims to fame. We have a few of them. Yeah, so huh. Clayton Mitsum, the, the guy who helps lead... FCA, he's the, the basically the director of our whole area. Mm -hmm. He came to visit me a couple weeks ago and gave me the book as a gift because he knew that it had a connection to Freeport. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, Wait, I'm okay. reading it, Clayton. There's your shout out. This is it's it is actually really good. I'm enjoying good. the read and it's good. Oh, huh. so I like that. There you go. What have you uh, What have you been watching? The question is, what haven't I watched oh. in the last month? But I'm just going to do a couple of basics. I watched the movie Ambulance. What's that on? That's Jake Gyllenhaal. It's in the theater. Oh, okay. It's the ambulance movie where Jake Gyllenhaal's run, robbing a bank and then somebody's dying in the back of the ambulance and they're driving all around town. Okay. Uh, everything was great about it except for it's a Michael Bay film. So things explode for no reason at all. <laughs> <laughs> Bodies fall out of the sky. Totally worthless. Just absolutely horrendous. Uh, yeah, so I saw that and then uh, we're looking forward to seeing the multiverse of madness soon, but that's not quite out yet. So I can't say anything about it. And then the one of the movie that I saw for whatever reason, I am blanking on the blanking. Name. Oh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. The My Nick cage movie. Gosh, that's a long name is unbelievable. Is it? It was crazy. Was that in the theaters too? Yeah. All these are. Mm. And I also you watched, can go see movies. I also watched Morbius in April. Uh, was that good? No. Not good? No. The best part was the final trailer because it oh, it yeah. starts to show you maybe what they're going to do with the multiverse and the Spider-Man okay. universe. Uh, but anyway, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Okay. Both ambulance and the unbearable weight have some language, folks. So if you're listening and you're thinking about taking your kids to it, you know, no, don't do Probably that. Probably PG-13, right? Uh, they might even be R, R? because okay. of the amount of language, but there's nothing else in them. There's no... It's just the language. Okay. A little bit of implied violence and some language. Ambulance has more violence. Uh, but the unbearable way to massive talent is Nick Cage playing Nick Cage. And he gets invited to a birthday party for a million dollars. 
and he takes it because he's in financial trouble and hijinks ensue and then the movie ends just perfectly it, it honestly <laughs> everybody who was there we were all kind of laughing before the, i could hear everyone saying what's this going to be about this sounds stupid this is ridiculous and every one of us left with a smile on our face going that actually was really incredibly interesting and good. really really good to the point where i told one of my friends that i watch movies with i would go back and watch it again mm. it was that good good what are you watching so I don't know if I've said this, but I don't really have much time to do much of anything. No, I Did don't. Did I say that? I don't think I don't you've said that said anytime that. Um, or every so time. So my, I know you were dying to know, my evenings look like this. I get home from work after I pick my child up from who's, daycare wait, who's dying at 4.30. And then I might feed my child or play with my child for a little bit. And then sure. it's dinner time mm-hmm. where we eat and he eats. Sometimes he eats our food's not done yet. Then we put him to bed. And that's like seven, yeah, seven thirty ish. If we haven't eaten yet, we eat. We might have already eaten, and we're usually in bed by eight thirty because you're old. As I've already said, he doesn't. He doesn't. He wakes up a lot at night. Sure. So. And you're getting old. I mean, you're not forty. To be to be honest, actually, before we had a child, we basically went to bed about the same time. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We're old. So we're you old. know. Um. One thing I do want to say about something that I had previously talked about watching was Designated Survivor. Yeah. We watched the two seasons. We started watching the third. And when we watched the, the, the first episode of the third season, we were like, this seems very different. It was. Just the feel seemed very different. They were throwing out the F word. Whoa. They were like, there was just lots of, lots of things that seemed really off. And then we looked into it and we we're like, oh, that's because it's not a cable show anymore. Netflix bought it. And yep. now it's very different. So we don't know if we really care to continue. We didn't really love the feel that we had when we were watching it. So as I've talked about Designated Survivor before, first two seasons were I thought were great. Um, and then, yes, the third season, Netflix took over. And then it just, I was just like, this is not the same. Um, which was mm. hard and annoying, but to be real, I mean, we're, we're, we're watching ghosts uh, still. I love that show. I think it's great. Okay. Um, I, it is great by the way. We watched, but I shouldn't say we, I like some reality TV shows. Okay. Usually like the, 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 um, where it's like a game, like survivor. I love, and I also love amazing race. Well, Judah was sick. Last week, I think, whatever, I don't remember, it was a Friday. I took off, and then I just binged watching a season of Amazing Race. So I did that recently. That was something I did watch recently. Just by yourself? Well, my mom was there, too, because okay. she came so that I could get some sleep. But, yeah, so basically by myself. I mean, she was there as well, but um, but he won't. He does not like watching those things. So I have to, so, like, even Survivor, I watch on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. We can have our different things, but it's also hard because then we don't always have time apart because at night we're both there. So sure. I have to sometimes be strategic when I'm trying to watch it. Use a little strategery. Strategery. That's what George Bush called it one time. Strategery. Did he really? Yeah, it was so great. Oh, that's really sad. Oh, anyways. So yeah, I'm not really watching a ton, but. That's okay. Yes. It is. It is. It's okay. I would rather watch, as they say, the back of my eyelids, which, which means sure. sleeping. Sure. And I can't do that. I don't sleep as much as I would like. Mm. 
so I do watch more mm-hmm. things. Your children are also older, so I imagine also they're not waking up four times a night. And generally, they want to watch things with me. Which is nice, too. So then it at least feels like family time, yeah. even if we're just watching a television show. But you're doing it together. Sure. Instead of apart. Sure. You know? And sometimes so. we're all on our phones at the same time. You know? So just... <laughs> Modern family. That's that's what we do sometimes for that little bit of time when he goes to bed, and then before yeah. we go to bed, we play games on our phones. Sure. So, welcome to America mm-hmm. in twenty twenty two. Being together but not together. Right. Yeah. So, what are some things that you're learning? I am really learning to just take things one day at a time. You just can't. You just, especially with a young child, you just can't like think too far in the future or like each night is brand new he could he could wake up once tonight he could wake up four times six times eight times you just don't know no you you can't stress about those things and you just have to take it like tonight is a whole new night or like when we even we're feeding him new foods and so it's like that meal is a whole new meal and it could be different you know like you just you have to and i i learned i was starting to learn this too when he was first born, that like each night was going to be different and to not go into it being stressed. Right. But just like, we'll see what tonight holds, you know? So, and I think that's translating just into my work life too. Just like each day is its own thing. If today was not great, brush it aside. Tomorrow's a different day and it can be what it's going to be on its own. I don't have to carry in yesterday's stuff. Um, I don't have to bring in tomorrow's stuff for today. Like, so I just, I feel like I'm really just learning that last night might, like yesterday or last night might have sucked, but like that doesn't mean that that's going to be what tonight is or what tomorrow sure. is, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of something that I've been learning. No, each day is its own thing, right? Mm-hmm. When Jesus says, you know, don't let tomorrow bother you, today has enough trouble of its own, it's probably a good way for us to think. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes... When we think of those things, we're always worried about the things in the future. But I think even the things that have happened like yesterday or the day before, whatever, that can even weigh on you for today too. Mm -hmm. So trying to really just take today as it is. Yesterday was what it was and today is going to be what it's going to be and tomorrow is going to be what it's going to be. And kind of like almost have them each be their own separate thing. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. What about you? What are you learning? Yeah, I think the big thing for me lately is just learning to wait on the Lord. There's a couple of big questions uh, that I feel like I need answers to, but I don't. I don't have them. Mm. So I'm just learning to wait and listen. And so my times with the Lord are are good. They're nice and quiet and uh, intriguing to me. But whether I'm running or um, you know praying or spending my time reading the Word, I'm just there's a couple of things I'm processing that have some long-term effects either on my life or our life as a family and then yes, you, yeah. and then the church as well. And so uh, it's been really cool. I feel like we're almost back to pre-COVID feel in church, mm-hmm. like, right? There's just an element of, uh, we had a baptism service a couple of weeks ago that was really neat. And a lot of people got baptized. A lot of people were there, which was all great. And then I, I walked away from that service going, all right, what do we do next? You know, mm-hmm. where are we heading? What, what, what are we uh, trying to accomplish? Where are we going? So, but those aren't questions I'm supposed to answer. You know, I can mm-hmm. ask them, but I don't have the capability of answering them on my own. So yeah. I'm just learning to listen and wait and trust him to deal with 
kind of back to you, but deal with today. You know, I'll deal with today. What's in front of me. Yeah. People will ask Mm -hmm. me questions. I'll answer them. If they reach out to me and say, Hey, can we get together? And I can't do it today. Then I do it tomorrow. And then I worry about that tomorrow, but I'm not doing it today. And, uh, so just learning to wait on the Lord and trusting that he'll, he'll bring to me what needs to happen in the days that are, that are coming and, uh, that I can trust him in that. So it's good. That sounds good. It's working all right. What is, uh, so now that we talk about what you're learning, what is, what has been on your heart, Christopher? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's a bunch of things on my heart all the time. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I've been processing the last couple of days that I think is important is how quickly I move on from, from a thing to the next thing. So even for example, you know, we, we prayed for Ukraine eight, you know, six, seven, eight weeks ago mm-hmm. as a church had an extended period of time during a sermon for that. And then I don't want to bring it up every week, but I don't want to forget it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So some of the things that are on my heart is, did I just close the chapter of that? Did I, did I move on? Am I having mm. nothing to do with that anymore? And that's pretty typical. I mean, we've, we've, you and I've had conversations in this podcast even about women in ministry or uh, racism and our culture and all those kind of things. And is it just part of what's on my heart is, am I just doing this for an episode or doing this for a thing and then just letting it stay there as opposed to really permeating mm the rest of my life. And I don't have any answers on that yet, but it's definitely on my heart. It's one of those things that, you know, as I go back to what I just said, waiting on the Lord at one of the things I'm wrestling with, with the Lord is just, you know, am I processing this correctly? Am I doing this right? And, you know, am, am I, uh, just moving on from things or am I letting them change me at the same time? I also can't let everything bother me all the time. Oh gosh. Yeah. Right. Cause there's so many things wrong with this world that it's, and just bog you down. Yeah. So I can't do that. So I know there's some space there in the middle. I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Or, or like the Lord. A, yeah. A right amount of, yeah. Bo- I don't know what the word would be. A, totally. But yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So what's on your heart? <clears throat> well, I just realized I'm keeping you on your toes. Uh, you did. So you went a little out of order. <laughs> you did. It's all good. Well, what's on your heart? <laughs> so something. I feel like this goes on with what's on your heart, but also like just something I am passionate about is healthy work dynamics. Mm. There's part of me that I would love to maybe go back to school for like an HR type of a thing. Okay. Or I would love to be a part of a company that like comes in to your company and like helps you do things better and like deals with the, you know, relationships and whatnot. We at work, are having an HR group come in, listen to everybody's whatever. Sure. Complaints, suggestions, all of it. And then she's going to compile it and let us know basically what we can be doing to like better the place, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm so pumped. Like we already did our, our time with her and it was, I mean, I could have talked to her forever. Like it was great. Um, And she has like great ideas and I'm just really excited for, cause I am w- am going to be part of that leadership team because I'm taking over the elementary secretary position. Mm-hmm. And so I will be able to be in there and hear like what her suggestions are moving forward and, right. and whatnot. And I'm just, I'm really excited because I know that there is just, the, the morale is not great. And it's just eating away at lots of people. So, and that I don't like. And that's something I'm, yeah, that I'm passionate about. I want people to want to come to work. I want them to be excited to come to work. And so um, 
Yeah. And even just how I've heard different people, like in the leadership, just how they've like handled situations. I'm like, this probably would have been better, but it's also hard because I don't really have that authority to be able to tell you like, you should have handled that this way. But I really think this would be the best way for you to handle it. But I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to hear what she has to say. And yeah, I guess what's on my heart always is just that people like where they work and that they feel heard and appreciated and yeah, all the above. And I want to make sure that I am doing that at my, my job. So. So can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Um, in that regard, because I think this would be helpful for young adults. Do you, how do you handle not having the authority to do what you're wanting to do there? Do you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Because I think most young adults don't have the authority that they maybe wish they had in their job. Mm -hmm. So what you're struggling through is something that's probably pretty normal for them as well. So how do you handle that in your own heart? Well, and with some of the authority... My thing is like being able to, yeah, like tell people, like basically telling, because they're kind of my equals, like the other directors will kind of be like my equal. So being able to kind of tell them like, this isn't how you should probably have handled that. Like is that's, that's hard. I don't yeah. know. I don't. And so, I mean, even today, I mean, how I handle that is um, very lightly. Like I, I, if it's, if it's the first time I don't say it, I you know, mull it over. And there is somebody that is above us and sometimes I'll bounce things off of them. Okay. And that's actually, it's a good, you, you, you have to know that person to be able to do that because sometimes right. it might not, they might go back and tell the people or they might, I don't know, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, but usually that person, I mean, I can be like, hey, is this something I should say or is this something I shouldn't say? Or, um, and really... I kind of have just started saying the things. Sure. And just not really, not, not that I don't care, but I want them, I want to make them a better leader as well. And so, like, for example, sometimes when one of the directors gets on the phone, she tells way too much information. Right. And I kind of said, I was like, you tell way too, like, I kind of was like joking when I said it, like, you, I was like, you tell her way too much and like joking, laughing while I'm saying it. And then, but I know that she internalizes it. And then she's, so then she's like, do I, like, what should I? And I was like, well, they don't need, you know, and so then I was able to kind of go into it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, but also not at all wanting to like step on her feet or um, any of that. But it is, it is a, it is a fine line when mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have the authority. Um, I would always run it by somebody else first and you, I would go to that person mm -hmm. or to your closest superior before you go above them, if that makes sense. Totally. No, I think that's actually really helpful advice because it's, it's hard. You, you feel powerless in a position where you don't have the authority, but maybe you'd like the authority mm -hmm. and you know things are being done wrong mm -hmm. or, or you know morale is bad and maybe you know even more information than, than your superior, but you also don't want to... Tell your superior how everyone else feels because then that just totally messes the whole thing up. So I, I think that's good advice. Definitely good advice. And I'm hearing from you, just be humble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And be careful with who you talk to and how and, and where. Just sort of know your role and your zones that you mm -hmm. might be able to influence and do things. That's good. 
And you can still build morale and not necessarily have the authority. Most people do, yeah. So when you see something great, point it out. Sure. You know, when you see them doing something fantastic, because that's just where that appreciation builds, you know? Right. So That's a good point. I think everybody thinks a good coach or a good front office makes a team great mm-hmm. but no it has to be ever there has to be great people in every single one of those spots right yeah the player even the player on the bench who has a good attitude and a good way of doing things can set the, the tone and the culture for the team now that's really good mm-hmm. it's really good all right are we doing listening yeah what are you listening to so a couple of day like a, again i don't have a ton of time Okay. But I do have time to listen to things. Watching things, maybe not. But listening, I do. Mm-hmm. And I usually listen to audiobooks. I've right. talked about that before. Right. One of the books that I just recently finished was called The Hunting Party by Lucy Foley. Ooh. I read a book previously by her called The Guest List that I talked about here as well. Murder Mystery, It's they're very similar. A bunch of people that are all that know each other that are coming to one single location, usually set somewhere in... The United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this one was Scotland. Um, and they, and obviously like, there's some sort of murder that happens. They like, they do now time, a little bit of flashback and they do different perspectives while they're, while she's doing this story as well. So, and usually twists and turns and you're like, who's, who's the one that's dead. And then also who did it? You right. know? So right. it was good. It kept you wondering what was going to happen because she also does it where it seems like there could be a lot of different suspects. Sure. And so it was good. But then a couple of, I think it was, it was like a week ago, I took a break from an audiobook because I was just not in a great headspace. And, and it could be the lack of sleep or whatnot, but just feeling very like, woe is me, whatever that might be. And so I ended up, making the decision to not listen to an audiobook but to listen to worship music. Sure. Because I know that that brings life, you know, and mm-hmm. that can uplift my mood and not just not just to listen to happy music but like to put my focus where it belongs, which is not on myself. And usually when I'm in those moods, my focus is on myself. So, um we actually have a Spotify playlist. Yamcast has a Spotify playlist. That's worship music and so I listen to that. Because sometimes, yeah, trying to find the right playlist of worship music to listen to, and then you spend 20 minutes and you actually didn't listen to anything. So um, <laughs> it's like the Netflix thing, you know? Right. Um, so. Are you still watching? Listen, yeah, right. Listen to that. And yeah, that was nice. Kind of helped with my my funky headspace. So That's good. What about you? What are you listening to? Uh, as April comes around, I, I'm always listening to baseball all of a sudden. Mm. And the Cubs are <laughs> not fun to listen to. I was at my dad's, and he's a Brewers fan. And, yeah, I think it was it was on Saturday, and in the first inning they already had two errors, and I was like, that's not no, they're, great. They're like watching a minor league team in the pros. They were fun the first few games, and I was like, ooh, and then, nah. <laughs> uh, so I'm doing that, and then – the the type, you know, the band that I'm listening to these days a lot as far as worship music goes is Maverick City. Mm, mm-hmm. You just can't. And they just want a Grammy, too. I know. Isn't in, that cool? In April, which is really, really cool. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I'm I'm a big fan of of Maverick City. Mm-hmm. 
And so for our April 2022, I know I said May a little bit ago, but we're recording it in May, but it's the April 2022. Yes. Monthly five. Mm-hmm. Maverick City has taken up most of those hours mm. and they want a Grammy in that month. So it's perfect. Yeah. So I'm yeah, a big fan good. of them. They are good. I like Promises, like Gyra. Mm-hmm. Even Old Church Basement just has a really cool feel to it. Yeah. And I used to hang out at an old church basement, so. How about you? Did you ever hang out in an old church basement? Yeah, that would be our fellowship hall. Yeah, that's true. Sort of the basement. Kinda. And then the real basement was where our youth the room youth was, room. which is underground. Very <laughs> underground. Very true. All right, everybody. See you. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Yamcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember to check us out on all the socials like Instagram at the Yamcast. We love to hear back from you guys, so please leave us a comment or a review, and we might even send you guys a sticker. Also, if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer here on the podcast, you can email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. That is yamcastpod at gmail.com.